Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we really do believe your church can grow, your church should grow, and your personal growth as a leader really does make a difference. I'm here with my co-host, Logan. Logan, how's it going? It's going very, very well. Perry just brought me some Kentucky Derby pie, so I'm on cloud nine at the moment. Kentucky Derby pie is like a humongous chocolate chip cookie, and it's got ice cream, and it's... And it's um, basically heaven on a plate. It is. It really is pretty it's delicious. Incredible. Hey, Logan, really quick. I don't want this to be weird, but um, I thought about you last night. I was flipping the channels, and there was a there was a show on about aliens who visited ancient civilizations. Was it titled Ancient Aliens? I don't know. That's my show. Giorgio is the host, and yeah. he yes, he has crazy hair. He's like a brunette, like Albert Einstein. That wasn't it. That wasn't oh it. Nope. well. Missed it. Anyways, anyway, today, we're here to talk about <laughs> yes, yeah. we're gonna talk about. Um, one important factor or a couple of important factors for your church's growth. I think one of the one of the things that gets asked about um, church growth to me a lot is like, what can you ultimately do to grow your church? And there's lots of answers to that question. It depends on the, really does depend on the environment. You got service times. You got um, clean facilities. You got next level staff and volunteers. But I think one of the things that's a major catalyst for growth in churches today is um, something that, if it's being done well, everything else can follow suit. And, and what is that one factor? That one thing. So glad you asked. Is um, <laughs> preaching and communication. Why is preaching and communication what you consider to be that catalyst for growth in a church? Because I, I believe um, that the more that people understand the message, the more connected they feel to the person speaking. And because they feel more connected, I believe there's greater potential for changed lives. And the more changed lives that we see in our churches, I think that always equates into growth because when people's lives change, they'll go out and tell other people. Well, one of the reasons that I think people connect with you and feel so close to you without even having met you is because you've always been willing to share the stories and areas where you feel like you've gotten it wrong in the past. And there's lots of those. And when it comes to preaching, what, what are some of those mistakes that you feel like you've made? Well, <laughs> this could like be 17 podcasts, but I'll just list four. I think the first problem or the first mistake I made was when I first started preaching, um, I, I just call it imitation. There was a time where I tried my best to be somebody else. So when I first started in ministry, there was a Christian comedian, you will not know who this is, um, named Mike Warnke, and I and uh, he was really hilarious. He was funny, um, and I wanted to be him. And then I heard John Maxwell speak for the first time, and he's his voice is the best preaching voice in the world. Um, and then I heard Andy Stanley preach, and I was like, oh, my gosh, um, I want to be Andy Stanley. I just wasn't comfortable being me, and so I thought I needed to be somebody else. Well, what, what changed? Um, honestly, I, I would say it hasn't completely changed. I still, I still wrestle um, sometimes uh, because 
as a communicator, as a preacher, even as a person, I wrestle with the, am I enough or am I good enough? Um, but I finally came to the realization that the calling of God on my life to preach was for me to be me, period. And I can't be me when I'm too busy trying to be everyone else but me. So are you saying that this means we can't learn from other communicators? Oh, no, 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 no. We can definitely listen. Um, and I'll hit this later on the podcast. We should absolutely love, from, uh, love, learn, learn to love to learn. We should love to learn. Why did I just say that? Don't edit that out because we are imperfect here at the Perino Leadership Podcast. Lord, yes. We, we should. I love to learn. That's what I was trying to say. I love to learn from other communicators. They have ideas and illustrations that can absolutely set our hearts and minds on fire. But the problem begins when we stop trying to learn from them and actually try to be them. And what would you say the second mistake is that you did? Mistake number two is relying too much on talent. Okay, I'm gonna need you to unpack that one. Okay, okay. I thought that was the point. You know, you're anointed, so you rely on that gift. So why yeah, is that a mistake? Absolutely, anointing, gifting, 100. percent um, And I believe people are born with the gift of preaching slash the ability to communicate. I believe it's a calling. But I also believe that simply relying on talent will lead to ineffectiveness. But why is that? But, well, but honestly, because I learned the hard way. Um, I forgot who said this or where I heard this for the first time, and so I can't give a direct quote, so you can probably Google it and somebody said it, but then they probably didn't say it either. Um, hard work will beat talent when talent doesn't work hard. I'll say it again. Hard work will beat talent when talent doesn't work hard. Like, for example, in the parable of the talents, all three guys get talent. One guy gets five talents. One guy gets two talents. One guy gets one talent. The two that get commended are the ones that actually put their talent to work. The guy that went and buried his talent and simply relied on his talent actually is the one that was rebuked at the end of the story. I kind of get the feeling that this happened in your ministry. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. And for me, it was a pendulum swing because at first I used to do what I call overcooking the message. Like I would so prepare and I would dot I's and cross T's and write it out in longhand and take a complete manuscript with me when I went up to speak. Um, and, and that was, you know, nobody enjoys overcooked food. Um, and then I went through a season where I just put together a basic outline and thinking God would give me the words to say, I, I used to say, you know, the Bible says, Jesus said, when you don't know what to say, I'll give you the words to say. And then one day I realized he was telling the apostles that when they were put on trial for their life. That's not a text for unprepared preachers to justify the fact we didn't work on our message. Um, and I'm not, I'm not throwing stones here. I, I, I did that. And so I finally discovered that there's a balance between preparation and spontaneity, kind of like reading the crowd. Okay, I understand that. You know, so we've covered the imitation, the talent, but what do you say that third mistake is? Third mistake is comparison. And this happens when we listen to other communicators and measure ourselves against them. Do you have any examples of uh, that? Oh, yeah. Like, for example, nobody can... No, nobody on the planet can speak on money like Pastor Robert Morris. Like, he can get up and say money and take a $20 million offering. 
Um, no one on the planet can give an invitation like Pastor Stephen Furtick. I mean, I've just, I've been there. I've seen it. It's unbelievable. Nobody on the planet can speak on leadership like Pastor Brian Houston. Nobody on the planet can speak to the unchurched like Andy Stanley. And while I believe we can all learn from them, if we compare ourselves to them, we will always feel two things, inadequate and insecure, which both come across in our body language when we're wrestling with those things. So we've covered imitation, talent, comparison. What's that fourth mistake? The fourth mistake is an unawareness of reality. <laughs> Meaning? <laughs> well, for, so for years, I would, I would prepare a message that might have an important theological point or what I thought was an interesting bit of biblical history, but it had nothing to do with people's lives I was preaching to. One of the things our culture is doing right now is our culture is providing consistent commentary on the world. Because of social media, our people are more involved in conversations than ever before. So one of the things I think we can do to be more effective in our communication in the local church is actually step into the conversations that people are already having throughout the week um, rather than going, hey, here's a here's a theological point or here's a bit of Bible information that that if they're ever on Jeopardy, like if they're ever on Jeopardy, it might prove useful. But other than that, um, it's not going to help. For example, uh, the controversy in the NFL last year with, with players kneeling during the national anthem. The core issue in all of that was the subject of racism. Um, but, but I think so many times as pastors, we're afraid to talk about stuff like that because we're going to get labeled as controversial. Um, but it was already a national. It was a national conversation that was taking place, and it was just a softball for the church to kind of step up and speak into something that people were already talking about. No, I agree with that. You know, and earlier you said, I love this, hard work always beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. That's and, right. But what are some things that you personally do in order to get better at preaching? Well, there's three main things I do. Um, number one is is I practice. And do you mean you actually preach out loud? What is practicing yeah, yeah, a message yeah, yeah. So look I have like? A, so I have a weekly routine I walk through, and I'm consistently changing, tweaking, adding to, and taking away things from the message right up until the message. Um, I heard a guy named Jocko Willink, who's a former Navy SEAL, and uh, he wrote a book called Extreme Ownership, which if you have not read Extreme Ownership, I want to do you a favor right now. Don't, don't get the book and read it. Get the audiobook because Jocko Willink actually reads the book and it he sounds like a Navy SEAL. He sounds like somebody to come through the speaker and and like break you in half. And it's like <laughs> we were in Ramadi. We were in knee deep in grenade pins. I mean it's like the coolest thing in the world. It had nothing to do with what I was talking about. Anyway, Jocko Willink said in the book Extreme Ownership, we don't rise to the level of our expectations. We fall to the level of our training. Mm. And for me, that, that, that really spoke to me in regards to preaching because at the end of the day, I want to train as hard as I can and then trust God to do the rest. And what is the second thing you do? A uh, second thing is planning. So for years, I did what I call fly by the seat of your pants leadership and preaching, which kept me stressed out. And as we started to add some creative elements, it brought stress to the team as we're having to scramble. But I finally got it together when I began to plan out about a year at a time, and I actually developed a system that set not only me up for success, but but all of our creative teams, 
leadership teams, people that were putting services that set all of them up for success. And what is that third thing that you did? My third thing is everybody's expecting it to start with a P and it's not going to start with a P. <laughs> it's lots of research. And when I say research, I mean studying other preachers, communicators, listening to what they say and how they say it. But being careful not to imitate or compare. Right, Am I right? Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Who are some of your favorite preachers and communicators to listen to? Well, I love, of course, Pastor Stephen Furtick um, because he's he's always going to take me somewhere in his message that I didn't expect to go. And I was in a in an interview I did with him recently. He said the comment, if it ain't buried, it ain't treasure. And I was like, oh my gosh. He's kind of like the friend who always wants to, wants to, you know, try a new restaurant, but, but it's always good. Cause I've got some friends that I'm not taking their restaurant recommendation. Um, I like, uh, Andy Stanley, of course. I like Bishop, uh, Bishop Jakes. I like to watch, um, like as far as comedian, John Christ, that guy is hysterical. Tim Hawkins. Um, I love Brian Regan. Uh, he's funny. Um, I love Kevin Hart, and don't don't send me an email on that because he's freaking hilarious. His audiobook's pretty funny too. Don't listen to it around your children, please. Um, <laughs> I, I love Stephen Colbert and just the way he's able to put humor together. I'm not only looking for people in my circle. I'm looking for people who know how to effectively communicate, and in my case, use humor as a means to communicate. So let's start to sum all this up. What would you say to the person out there who feels like they're struggling with their communication? Well, I mean, before anything, I understand. I have, I have never walked off a stage in any environment that I've spoken in over 20 years and thought, oh my gosh, I nailed that. They're going to need to put, that one's going to get 50 million hits on YouTube. I always walk off thinking, man, I blew it. I should have said this. I should have said that. I, I mean, I shouldn't have used that illustration. I should have done something different. So two things, two things, two things. Number one, communication. This is something you can improve on. Um, there's systems that we can implement to get better. There's ways we can have better connection. And once again, I believe the more connected we are to people, the greater potential for changed lives. The second is this, making an investment in getting better at preaching is actually stepping into an invitation to feel more confident as we prepare and preach. And how can someone go about making that investment well, and getting I, better? I'm so glad you asked. One of the things that we love to do here at The Growth Company is resource people with as much information as possible. Right now, there's a free PDF on our website. All you got to do is go there, and it's four questions that I ask but as I'm preparing a message. And it, once again, when we say free, it's free. All you got to do is go on there and download it. But we've also created a, a brand new resource called Getting Better at Preaching. And it does exactly what we're talking about right now. It helps us get better at preaching. And there's some videos, and these are also videos and um, MP3 downloads where I talk about five preaching mistakes that pastors make and how to avoid them six concepts for successful sermon planning, four principles for preaching and public speaking, um, how to plan out a one-year sermon calendar, and it really helps you to wrap your mind around that creative process. And there's a really awesome one-hour-long interview with Pastor Stephen Furtick um, from Elevation that's that's worth the price of the product because it was some of the stuff he, I mean, I was taking notes. He was dropping gold. Um, all, and if you want to check out this resource or you want more information, all you got to do is go to 
IWantMyChurchToGrow.com. IWantMyChurchToGrow.com. Click on Resources and then Getting Better at Preaching. Now, here's the deal. The price is $199. The price is $199, and you have access to all this information on all your devices, your phone, your laptop, your you know iPad or whatever. But for our podcast listeners, through May the 11th, through May the 11th, if you use the code POD, which was which is a pretty awesome band too, but if you use the code POD, POD, don't put the dots in between, just POD, you'll get $50 off this product. It'll take it down to $149 for our podcast listeners through May the 11th. Well, that's it for this week. Anything else, Pastor P? Yep, yep. We're actually going to start doing this every week. That's People right. have started asking about this, so we're going to start doing it every week. And uh, next next week we're gonna we're gonna come at a subject that people have asked me about for quite some time. It's like why start another church? And we're gonna dive into that next week. Can't wait. Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at perrynoble.com. <laughs>